Hey everybody, welcome to a very special episode of OldMagicGaming.com's The Great Old Ones and Crown of Queens. We've been doing these uh, role-playing podcasts for just over a year now, so we thought it might be a good time to put out like a little sampler episode to kind of give you a taste of uh, each of the campaigns and what makes them a little different, what makes them unique, what makes them fun to listen to. OldMagicGaming.com has been, uh, as I said, around for a year. And uh, we've been recording these adventures and dropping soundtracks and sound effects and stuff in them to kind of make them a little more listenable than your average RPG uh, podcast. And uh, we kind of just wanted to give a, a jumping on place for people who might be a little bit daunted by as many uh, podcasts as we have out now. We started uh, The Great Old Ones first. That was about a year ago. And basically The Great Old Ones um, and Crown of Queens both take place in a, in a very rich, detailed world called Maya. Uh, created by our game master, Anton Kramoff, starting in 1993. So Anton has been working a long time, adding layers and layers of history, mythos, lore, and it's a very interconnected world, a very um, uh, very detailed and esoteric world, full of, uh, of, as I mentioned, lore and history that all interconnects and all intertwines. And it makes for a very rich experience, uh, not only uh, for myself as a player, but for uh, people who listen to the show and uh, who are into the world building and continuity. It's very cool to have that much uh, background and that much going on in, in a, and makes it more of a living, breathing world. The two campaigns are, very, are unique, even though they both take place in the same world. Uh, they do have some places where they cross over, but the uh, characters themselves have not crossed over. Mostly the crossovers have been, as I mentioned, in the, the deep lore and history of the world of Maya. Uh, the Great Old Ones is a, uh, a show basically about a group of adventurers who thought that they had reached retirement. Uh, they had had their adventures when they were young, traveled all over Maya, and done all s- sorts of crazy and, and wondrous things. But they're called out for one last mission to save a child who has uh, been possessed by a demon called the Lord of Chains. Unfortunately for uh, for our group, they get a little bit sidetracked. <laughs> they end up uh, traveling uh, into a uh, an underground an underground fortress actually, and end up becoming witness to a um, Pandora's box uh, almo- uh, opening almost uh, deadly uh, manifestations of the seven deadly sins. Uh, being released onto the world of Maya. And as a result of that, they traveled on through the underground city of Yig, and they came across plans for uh, these mighty uh, artifacts that could be built called the Soul Chairs, which would be able to once again uh, contain these seven deadly ills on the planet. They also found out about the sickness uh, that is infesting their planet and the origins of that sickness, which is also one of the reasons that they stepped out into the world was to try to find a cure or a way to stem off the sickness because it has caused all the different uh, cities and um, towns to be kind of walled off and separated from one of in- one another. After emerging from the uh, the underground city of Yig, they found themselves on the uh, side of the roof of the world, a-, a giant mountain range in the northern part of Maya. And as we join our party now, they are attempting to find their way through a cave uh, maze, uh, City of Yetis, who've been affected by the Spirit of Hunger, uh, one of the Seven Deadly Sins, known as Wendigo, that has uh, affected them and caused uh, the Yetis to go from being a relatively uh, peaceful tribal society to being a bunch of incredibly emaciated uh, and eternally hungry uh, monsters. As our party has made their way, making their way through the uh, the ice caves of the Yetis. They're trying to make their way back to save 
uh, the child uh, infected by the Lord of Chains and to um, find a way to build the soul chairs to once again uh, contain the seven deadly ills that they were a witness to uh, them escaping. So as we join our party, uh, they are uh, in the ice caves of the Yetis and trying to find their way out. Can, uh, there's pretty much not going to be anything that goes down, so we can jump to that point if you guys want to wake up the other party members. Yeah, I sure yeah. do. <laughs> <laughs> Alligan! Uh, Alligan! I kind of hold, hold the skull like next to his face so when he wakes <laughs> up, he sees it. <laughs> and I, I slap you on the arm. You stop that. Don't scare our friend. <laughs> it's not nice. Did you make a skull out of the blue stone? No, nah, man, this is the Yeti skull. That thing was coming back to life. I hold up my the chunk of rock rock that I have mm-hmm. next to the skull. Mm-hmm. Like they're pretty similar materials. Same material. The bell is just, uh, or the rock is just polished, um, where the skull is more naturally formed. And roughly how big is a Yeti skull? That's big, dude. You could probably, like, I don't know, camp in the thing like a pup tent. Or use it as a helmet. No, I mean, it's like the size of fucking Allegan. Or use it as a bell. I I wasn't asking. Yes, yeah. Armor out of the skull. Right. Yeah, that would totally be possible. Um, In fact, Yeti's probably coming in different shapes and sizes. There could be some Yeti skulls that were as big as three feet and some as small as, like, a foot. Yeah, so I'm starting to think that all those bells we've seen were Yeti skulls. Nydia, please don't freak out, but I'm almost wondering if we had allowed him to regenerate, if he still would have been as ravenous as he was when we put him down. I feel terrible. But was there any sign uh, during the healing process that that leans toward that? I could go over to you the body. Medic- you made a medicine check upon its death. Yeah. Didn't make another check upon waking up and going and looking at the body. Mm-hmm. He double tapped I- it before. Right. Yeah. Right. And I checked it afterwards, but right. But between, like, when I checked it the first time after the removed curse and I checked it the second time after the double tap, was there any healing that looked like maybe they wasn't going to be a uh, hungry curse? I think it's safe to surmise, yes. Oh, I feel so terrible now. 
Well, I mean, we didn't know. You, you said when you looked at this thing, there are flecks of the blue stone in the blood, like in the wounds. Yeah, that's the bone that was knitting back together. I'm wondering if when we put the wahidist on it, that didn't knock out whatever's going on with them. Maybe that's what's allowing them, well, or was allowing this one to regenerate. Because all so, the Yeti down below had those, they had like disgusting black skeletons, right? Yep. yep. Yeah. Blighted skeletons. All right, we need to do that again. And, and then I squint my eyes at Mativus and not stab them in the head. It was Anu's fault. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're blaming Anu now. <laughs> no, I say I, it was the baby I made a judgment call. It seemed right at the time. We still don't know if this thing would have been friendly, if if that's what you're proposing. Well, that is also very true. I don't think it was going to make us cookies and scones and hot tea, but... Speaking of that, while y'all say that, I do make those things. <laughs> cookies and scones. But it is worth, I don't know, it might be worth trying? They, were we... obviously, they obviously had some intelligence. Yeah. And I don't think, it, like, whatever it was going on, whatever curse was put on these creatures obviously is making them not act like their usual selves. We can't assume that a Yeti would... They, they are super smart. We've seen some of their altars and stuff. There's not a guarantee that they would have attacked us. I think yeah. it was just, just so late that we were uh, jumping at shadows and stuff. Imagining the worst. Yeah, Ogan? I was going to say, isn't the um, the personification of hunger um, the, the Wendigo? Which is a Yeti-like creature? Yeah. So it could be aligned with that one. But then, if they were aligned with, uh, with the Wendigo, um, why would they have been altered? Well, it's probably... Like that thing that escaped from the, the chamber that was just booking once it got out. Oh. This, uh, this is probably just like a yay settlement. And this thing, another one of those things has probably come through here. Fuck shit up. They, and yeah, we're landed in the middle of it. Like there's some really bad juju going here, on here. I did not communicate with my sword. That's what I think too. Famine or hunger, but they might just be the unfortunate creatures caught up in it yeah. which may mean that they could be reasoned with if, and if, we... I, if, if i was i'm sorry if i was a stray avatar of hunger and i didn't want to get messed with by the archons and other you know anything else positively aligned this is where i would go yeah these, like... these bones have a weird property of kind of blocking positive energy and I think the bigger they are, the more energy they'll be able to block. Well, should we keep, go on? Definitely. I think one thing Definitely. we should yes. bear in mind, like, are they, are these things kind of like comets in a way? And this is just kind of like the tail end of their shit taking effect on surroundings? I think it's safer to assume that we're, it's, things are going to get worse the deeper we go in. Or we'll find the source, maybe. But if I was one of those seven um, you know, deadly sins or personifications of those deadly sins, and I wanted to keep hidden from the, you know, the forces of the positive plane or whatever, like the Archons and stuff, 
I mean, I would hide in a start stone vault, <laughs> like we're our city of, of Dawnstone, like we we're in before, or a cave full of positive, you know, energy blocking rocks like this. I mean, this would be a perfect hideout for that kind of spirit. Which is terrifying for us right now. Yeah. But yeah, also, I feel like this is where we should be, too. Yeah, it's more unsettling to think if this thing hits a, a population and a large settlement, because they, as we know, all our settlements are pretty much walled in. If this thing gets yeah. into one of those, it's pretty much done and dusted, because it's not yeah, like, like people a, can it, go out into the wilderness. Right, it'd be almost like a, a mystery germ bomb you know what i mean it'd be like passing hunger or whatever to thousands we need to get the hell out of this place read through the hero's feast we've got some stuff that'll hopefully help us as we go on so you guys are gonna get back into travel mode either north or east there's blood to the east but the yeti came from the north we have a coin <laughs> i mean uh, we don't have any you know we haven't have any way of knowing which is the quickest way out of here there's blood over to the east. Mm. We didn't see anything to the north. I'm going to say, we've been following the blood trail so far, but that will probably lead us to the, the source. But possibly also a way out, because this, if this thing is just booking it like the other one, it's got a destination. Yeah. So it might be leading us to the way out as well. And the Yeti did come from the north. Seems as good a reason as any. So you guys are going east? Sure. I guess so. I was yes. just saying, somebody say something. Let's yes. I'll yes. be around the... I'll peek around the corner. <laughs> All right. Let's go to the east. All right. So to the northeast, you see a large expanse of space leading up to a small northern um, hallway that seems to wrap around in that kind of aquatic ice-looking uh, slush. And to the southeast, there is a um, what appears to be a bridge. It's a small stone bridge. It is about six inches thick uh, by five feet wide. There is no handrail or guardrail on the bridge, and it leads down through the um, southern entrance. It leads off into the south above this kind of icy, frozen water-looking stuff. Well, people only build bridges if they need to get somewhere. That is a fucking t-shirt quote, if I have ever heard one, my friend. Mm -hmm. That is uh, is delightful (laughs) and uh, and well said. People only build bridges when they need to get somewhere. I love it. Thank you so much. I'm glad you approve. I do. That's fucking great, man. I've been up since 7.30 this morning. No, I love it. The biggest nugget of wisdom I'm going to provide tonight, I think. That's that chicken nugget you want. That's the double nug. That's what that is. (laughs) That's wonderful. You guys can uh, order yourselves on the uh, the bridges as you see fit. This oh. is one. Yeah, yeah, it's one of my favorite set pieces. What's the loose then? Allegan is just standing in the on the ice. No, I don't think so. Maddie, put yourself. Yeah, it's on. fine. Don't worry about it. <sighs> I'm good. I'm good. Everything's good. I'm only two feet tall. It's all right. <laughs> We're just gonna say Ravy is behind Ogan. We'll put her over here. She'd probably be on our broom, wouldn't she? So. Yeah, more than likely. Yeah. Um, as you move, uh, deeper into the cave network, you're, you're like in this, uh, this huge chamber, all of this ice below you. And you're kind of looking, looking down at the ice and you start to, your eyes kind of start, um, focusing and you realize that, um, 
this thin stone bridge, right? It's leading like hundreds of feet through this hallway uh, over this ice of varying depths through this massive chamber. The ice is becoming more and more clear and less and less cloudy than it was, less and less slushy. It's more like solid. And as you're looking down through it, you can see like countless numbers of, uh, of trolls engaged in, in just like brutal combat. Uh, they seem to be engaged in combat against uh, these goblins, like uh, these small goblinoid creatures. And in some places, the ice is so clear, you can see more than like 50 feet down. And all the way down, it seems like wave after wave of these entities are clashing. Um, some in armor, very finely crafted weapons, some with just tooth and claw. But it looks as if uh, this, this giant battle was taking place um, in the, whether it was water or space um, that is below you, that is now completely frozen. So it is as as if you are walking across these like very small bridges uh, and looking down at this massive battle. From the style of their armor and stuff, Mm -hmm. can we get an idea of how old these, how long they've been there kind of thing? Um, I would, that would probably be a blacksmithing or engineering check. If you, ah, hey. holy my, there may Sounds be a, like a job for me. <laughs> yeah. So I look to you again and like, can you tell how long kind of armor it is? It is, uh, you're looking at probably at least between 700 and a thousand years. And, uh, and Dang. it's, it's varying because it looks like the troll side is all fairly uniform, like, with what they're wearing, like, uh, various states of accoutrement. Like, some of them just have, like, a, uh, you know, like, like kind of a breechers and a spear, and some of them have, like, full plate and, like, a fucking two-handed falchion kind of, you know, curved blade. The goblins look like they're wearing all sorts of shit. Like, it's from everywhere and anywhere. Um, looks very piecemealed together on their side, but... Uh, from the trolls, you can kind of get an accurate idea that it looks, you know, between seven thousand or seven hundred and a thousand years, give or take. Do they okay. look like maybe they could have been influenced by pestilence or anything? Like, are they wearing churis and cavagar? Cavagar. Are they wearing like cavagar or anything? No, nah. nah, none of that. Nothing. Nothing seems to be of that style great and to say with that uh, eight time difference it's going to be a, a safe well it's never a safe assumption but I'm guessing it's not going to have anything to do with the yetis immediately anyway I guess, I'm guessing like there's a giant battle and some powerful sorcerer cast a really harsh ice spell and froze them all if only we knew someone with fire <laughs> why do you want you want to free them <laughs> I don't know. I, I I would be curious to examine them. I don't. I doubt they're still alive. I'm gonna say it looks Trolls. like ice. So <laughs> Trolls are known for regenerating. Huh. True, and the ice is probably well. They look pretty well preserved. So <laughs> yeah, I'd like to be cheeks through here. Yeah, let's, <laughs> okay. let's, let's, let's book it. <laughs> I'll, I'll carefully move down. Just out of curiosity, is there any physical similarities between the trolls and the yetis? Um. <clears throat> yes, size. Um, if you took a troll mm-hmm. uh, and uh, y- you grew a bunch of fucking hair on it, 
it would probably be a safe assumption that a troll-like being could easily, in an Arctic environment, uh, evolve into a... A yeti. A yeti, over over a long time. Right, right, right. right. That's so, pretty cool. Yeah. Still beating cheeks, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you guys get down to this kind of cross-section area. There's still just more bodies everywhere. As you're making your way kind of down the second bridge, more to the south, oh, um, you can kind of see... There's some, uh, there's some, I don't, I don't want to call it fresh blood, but there's definitely some like fresh uh, movement or disturbance. It looks like something has reached down into the ice uh, down here where you can see like this like blood spatters and stuff uh, right here. It looks like something has reached down into the ice and pulled a body close to the surface and eaten as much of it as they could. And also, uh, right, Mativis, you can kind of see this because you're, you're on point. Um, mm-hmm. You can see the broken shaft of a spear that has been gnawed upon, and it just kind of lays on the edge of the bridge, like right here. I'm going to approach cautiously. Okay. And I'm going to just think, I'm guessing the Yetis have come through here, and because of their hunger, it, it's seen some meat and just gone for it. So I'm not too worried but I'll, uh, I'll keep my eye out as a pass okay I'll draw, my, I'll draw my sword just in case it does make sense and pass pass cautiously <laughs> right on how thick does the ice look as well like oh it goes down like, 500 feet or so and that's just pure solid ice pure solid ice yeah before it starts to get cloudy it could go much deeper Allegan do you do anything as you pass the spearhead uh, I mean, I'll take a glance at it. Okay. But I don't. It's it just looks like a warm color, uh, warm colored uh, piece of metal lying on the edge of the the bridge right here. Uh, Mativus, as you're moving down uh, here in the this kind of pocket area right here, mm-hmm. uh, you can see the body of a giant humanoid creature. Um, it has boar-like features. Um, it's covered in frost and ice. Uh, the being, if it was unfrozen, would probably easily stand 30 feet or taller. Um, it, its stomach is split open, and icicles that kind of hang from its exposed rib area. And it seems like uh, there is a great number of these black-skinned goblins uh, spilling out of its stomach and into the the ice. Um, so like looking at it, you you know, once again, you're kind of looking down onto this entity uh, and you could like from about right about r- above its pec muscles up is out of the ice. Uh, its ribs are open and the area that's open above the ice, it's just kind of hollow and covered in icicles. But the area below the ice where its stomach and like the, the upper you know, the, or the midsection part of its torso is, that is also, the ribs are open and exposed, and it looks as if, like, the swarm of these black goblins had been pouring out of it, like, all ready for battle and conflict, um, and are just kind of frozen, again, in the flash freeze. Would, uh, would we have heard of these creatures in, like, from the past and stuff? Uh, the, the giant boar-like entity may be some sort of infernal um, or some sort of maybe created ab- 
you know, aberration or something. Um, the little, the goblins are, they have black skin, um, shark-like eyes, multiple rows of teeth, um, almost like a purple tint to them through the ice, but not anything you're familiar with. Uh, they don't look like any species of goblin. The only reason you recognize them as goblin is because they have kind of goblinoid features, um, but it doesn't look like any species of goblin you've ever encountered. Goblins are usually green, not purple. They are. Uh, there are green ones. There's red goblins. There's dust goblins. But a purplish, blackish skinned goblin is not something that has been seen on Maya um, that anybody speaks about, anyways. How close are they to the surface? Um, some are, you know, a couple of inches through the the ice. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing they look they look like they're in a jumping kind of motion. Yep. Yeah. Like a Trojan horse sort of thing. Pretty much, exactly. Like a yeah. Probably bigger and uglier. Yeah, I'm guessing this confirms the uh flash spell that's obviously caused all this then. <laughs> yeah. How did this boar if if this is like how how old? Like seven hundred thousand years? Mm-hmm. How is this boar still, like, not a puddle and gone? The top half that's exposed. You guys are literally in a freezer. Yeah. I'm sure it doesn't look great, but... No, it's it's pretty... I mean, it didn't look great to start, but... It's safe to assume that some of those goblins escaped then. Some the purple goblins escaped from the top half of the gut. Right? There's, it's still open. be a decent surmise. Anybody want to investigate the guts? I'm not going to step on the ice. I'm more invested in getting out of here and helping out. <laughs> yeah. I would no. say take some Sticking notes. <laughs> How big were the gugs? How big were the gugs? Oh, they were pretty big. Never mind. Ignore me. Same size as the yetis. Yeah. I reckon our, our master of chains guy, if we ever ever get there, might be able to shed some light on this. If he's still there by the time we get there. Yeah. <laughs> I got bored and went back to my infernal plane. I hope he leaves that poor kid alone. That'd be cool. Yeah. Normally right. demons get the claws in little kids. They normally uh, stay there for a while <laughs> until they're forced out. The time we get there, the kid will be in college. Mm. <laughs> So you guys going to, what's the play here? Are you going to keep? Uh, I'm going to carry on. How far down is the ice from the bridge? Probably three feet. Three feet? Yeah. I'm curious. I'm going to step down. Onto the ice? Onto the ice. Cool. Make a reflex check. Okay. A 19. You feel like uh, this part of the ice is holding your weight and you didn't slip and fall. But uh, feeling the tensile strength of the ice underneath your feet, you feel like if you were to slip and fall, the weight of your body colliding with the ice would possibly open up uh, you falling down a fairly large distance. Whoa. Oh, really? So from here I can tell that there's like, like a, I don't know, five feet of ice and then below it is nothing? It's less nothing and more that you're standing on layers and layers and layers and layers of a very crystalline, very fragile substance. 
And if one were to fall through all of this ice, the slashing damage would probably do one in before they ever reached the bottom. I'm crawling back up on the bridge. (laughs) (laughs) I'm back. I'm back on the bridge. I'm behind Ogan as if nothing happened. The (laughs) summation is that uh, if one were to engage in combat and fall off of said bridge onto said ice, um, one might be in uh, serious, serious trouble. I should tell if I if I think that, then I should tell everybody instead of pretending like it, nothing happened. Um, just <laughs> don't get on the ice, anybody. Don't get on the ice at all. I, th- I was like, I feel like I was that close to falling through. Yeah, I got the impression it was bad since you immediately came back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you saw that? <laughs> yep. <laughs> If you're returning from not investigating something, <laughs> something definitely has gone wrong. <laughs> okay, let's not speak of it again. And I walk in front of Ogan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys keep moving. Mm-hmm. Um, do, 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 as you get kind of over here, um, the cave work keeps snaking around. And uh, it looks like there's another body that was pulled up and consumed uh, on this platform. Is there any remains of the body? Um, there, it, there's bits and pieces. It looks like it was the the gob, like one of the goblinoids had been pulled up, and and eaten. Um, not much is left. Uh, there's some dried ichor. Um, looks like the blood has uh, is slightly liquefied, but is already frosted over. Can I tell how old it is? Uh, that's what I'm saying. It looks like it's yeah. it's. It's frosted, um, so maybe, judging by the temperature in here, you think less than an hour or two, at m- like absolute most. Okay, I'm guessing we're we're gonna find whatever's been munching on these things soon. <laughs> Stay frosty, wink, wink. And I'll carefully carry on. All right. You guys kind of pass through these chambers. You're just looking around. You're seeing all the, the trolls engaged in, uh, in combat. Um, some of them Whoa. wearing. Oh yeah. Well, some of them wearing a, a white scale armor. Seems to be the majority of the, uh, the trolls' armor seems to be made of white scale. And as you make your way out of the chamber, I think that's where we're going to call it for the night. What has been munching on stuff is in the next room. So I oh, will I'll give, I will give you that and uh, and with that we will we'll, we'll wrap it for the night and hopefully we will play again soon. As you can see from that excerpt, there's a lot of lore in Maya and a lot of storytelling, a lot of world building. And I think that's what one of the things that really sets it apart. From a lot of RPGs and a lot of other RPG podcasts, there is a much deeper story going on. It's like adventuring in Middle Earth or Narnia uh, or somewhere that, you know, Earth Sea, another world that's very fully fleshed out and very fully detailed and and made uh, rich by its storytelling and lore. Crown of Queens takes place in another part of Maya, uh, the Dune Sea, where a group of uh, people are thrown together 
in order to uh, find an artifact called the Crown of Queens that will end a massive uprising of undead in their city of Mareel. Along the way, uh, the adventurers come into uh, possession of a of an incredible uh, domicile called the the, uh, the Night Garden, uh, once owned by um, a demigod who hunted vampires, and uh, they've, they're now using the uh, the Night Garden as their home base, as they have made an alliance with um, um, an entity by the name of Hans, who is a uh, a troll uh, who is trying to collect. All of these, uh, a group of magic keys that will allow travel between portals and uh, allow him to bring the world to a, a state, to a state of self-rule, rather than being beholden to the gods above and below. In return for uh, getting these keys for Hans, the uh, adventurers will be given the crown of queens, which will be able to allow them to save their city from being overrun with the undead and the infected. Uh, so each adventure is, is quite different as they step through portals and uh, it's almost like Sliders or Quantum Leap set in a D&D adventure. <clears throat> the members of the party are um, Graziella, who is, uh, come, comes from uh, nobility, but also has the uh, skills of a thief and a rogue, who recently, due to an encounter with a deck of many things, has also uh, gained the abilities of a druid, and, which is interesting because in Maya, because of the sickness and because of the nature of the background story, uh, there are no druids. So she is one of the very, very few. Uh, also in the group is uh, Emmerich, her companion, and uh, as she boasts her handmaiden. Uh, there's the character I play, Plarian the Inscrutable, who is a gambling, almost like a Lando Calrissian type, and uh, who worship, is a paladin of uh, the, the wandering god Volkos. Gargling Yelt, a, uh, a dwarven bard. And the newest member of the group, uh, Silent Nocturne, a samurai, who enjoys drawing anime and uh, leaving... Um, graffitis and, and uh, drawing uh, journals of her adventures. Again, each um, mini-adventure inside Crown of Queens is very different because each time they step through the portal, our adventurers have no idea what they're about to encounter. Uh, as we join our party now, they're in an underground catacomb underneath a uh, sand-strewn lost city in the deserts of the Dune Sea, and uh, they are attempting to find their, their latest key uh, as part of their ongoing adventure uh, to collect the keys for Hans. That's where we join our party now, uh, in this excerpt from Crown of Queens. This is the tale thus far. Deep in the dune seas of Maya lies Mareel, the last standing city of Mashkala. This is a city of magi and mystics, thieves and cutthroats, a city where the shadows themselves watch your every move. In this place, a band of unlikely adventurers will come together to unearth ancient artifacts, hidden temples, and a plot that threatens the very fabric of reality. A plot beyond the control of the gods above and below is unfolding. In this dark time, a folk story has come to light, and the only hope for the survival of the city and all of creation may be a legendary artifact known as the Crown of Queens. Can I check the floor and ceiling and walls for traps on that little uh, hallway? Check it for traps? Check it for traps! Roll for check it for traps. You forgot how to check it for traps. 23. Checked for traps! Holy shit, 23? It does not appear to be trapped. 
I'm gonna like look over my shoulder at Emmerich and like shrug my shoulders, like indicating it looks fine. <laughs> he sort of he lets out a sigh and goes ahead. <laughs> oh, bitch. Oh, we're such a fun sitcom, Maddie. <laughs> I'm gonna get down to <laughs> end of the hallway just before this uh, opening and kind of press myself against this western wall and motion for her to come on down. All right, I come on down. <laughs> Are you gonna peek? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna share a square with him and peek around the corner and see what I see. It's like in that scene in Scooby Doo where the two heads come around. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. We're just a stack of four heads peeking around a corner. <laughs> Which one's gonna yell zoinks? Um, so you kind of see. I think that would be you, Plarin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay here where I'm at and kind of split the difference between Silent and the other two. So in case something happens, I can holler to her or the other two. See what I mean? Yeah, I see, totally. I got you. That is actually a really good plan. You guys see um, there's like a... It looks like there's some sort of crevice in the floor, but you feel like you'd have to come around fully to get like a view of what the hell is going on. All right. I come around fully. I look. Um, as, as you enter the room... Um, it's it's a large room. It stretches out probably almost 40 foot square um, across the center of the room from your point of entry in a diagonal line to the far corner is like this deep chasm in the sandstone earth. Um, it's a, at its widest. It's almost 10 foot across, um, but you can't really see how deep it goes. Uh, you know, and you, you kind of sort of get an eye peeking down. It. There, there seems to be like these little areas where stones jut out anywhere from a couple of inches to a foot all the way down. I would like to check this room for traps. Okay. Roll uh, for check up for traps. Uh, 18. It does not appear to be trapped. Okay. I walk in. Boop. I die. No? No, no, not yet. If I get right up on the on the like southern eastern edge of this chasm, can I? If I look straight down, do I see anything other than black? It's just my it's, soul, just the blackness of my just soul the down darkness here. Of your soul. <laughs> um, so what you kind of see is, it, because you have the the dark vision, you can see down, and it probably goes down about sixty feet or so. Um, and you can see that there's like this really. Um, it looks like the the natural formation of earth has been shipped away in maybe the earth has shifted or, or something has happened here, but it almost looks like some of the things that are jutting out were at one point connecting stairs or, or maybe uh, like handholds for a ladder of some sort. It looks like there at one point was a way to descend whatever this chasm is down Um but maybe just the weathering of time and shifting of earth and, and all of those things has kind of destroyed the majority of uh, the safe passage from, you know, top to bottom, leaving just sort of remnants that go down. Okay, but I can't see a bottom or anything. Oh, no, you can see a bottom. It's, it's only about um, 55, 60 feet down. So it's right at the edge of your vision, but you can see it. You can see there's clearly a floor down there. <clears throat> Does there appear to be anything there? Full it's, of treasure. Oh, yeah. There's all the treasure. No, I mean, it looks like a floor. It's uh, it's definitely man-made. 
it's not like naturally occurring. Approximately how long will it take uh, Silent to draw what she's drawing in the room? Uh, she can make a perform check and we can find out. Oh, uh-oh. It's, well, plus, it's... Plus it's, two. <laughs> it's going to take her quite a while. Um, because yeah. it's moving and shifting. There's a lot for her to focus on, so it ends up just kind of looking like it scribbled a mess. Mm-hmm. I really don't want to leave her by herself with all the stuff we've run into here. I mean, there's only one entrance or exit to this room, so if you guys want to go ahead, uh, I can hurry up. I really don't want to leave this behind, though. Yeah, I get it. I just don't want to leave you behind. I mean, we already ran into those tentacle dudes and that uh, that hag and all that other crap. Hmm. That's a good point. Yeah, uh, I feel like if, if she wants it, if I'm like all the way into this room, I see a giant pit, and she still seems like nowhere near done, I think I'm just going to sit down and wait for her. Oh, yeah. I'll take 20. All right, taking the 20. Yeah. Uh, so during the 20 minutes, are you guys doing anything else? I'm going to have a drink from my flask and pray. Okay. I'm just going to keep staring down at that chasm. Like maybe do a lap around it, like see like where the stairs used to originate, like how long they've been there, like just try and figure out what the fuck this thing is. So looking at it, it almost looks like at one point maybe this whole rifty area was less covered up and maybe there was some sort of staircase that started here and then worked its way down and like a let me get the draw tool so like if you think about it it looks like maybe there was a staircase that went down here and then connected here on the next floor and then connected here but there aren't enough remnants now that we could go down there now. I mean, you could tr- you could make a climb check. Oh, okay. So it looks like it did one of these kind of things. Oh, okay, okay, like kind of spiraled you down. Right, like, like falling, around the edges. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, falling the interior and going down like this. Um, and it, that you know that that looks like that would have taken you the uh, height down that you needed to go. But it looks like the you know natural earth shifting and everything else has caused it to be covered up. Can I tell the uh, the key? Is it on the same level that we are? Is it below us? It is currently um, on the same level you are, and it's right here, right behind the demi lich. <laughs> I would not put a demi lich in yet. I was trying, I felt like I had some sort of a climb ability with. Because I'm a cat, but maybe that was a thing I didn't take. It could have very easily been something you didn't take. Oh, yeah. I think I took the sprinter to get more movement. I, I'll turn to, em- after like having a thorough investigation of the chasm, I will turn to Emrick and be like, do we want to go down there? I, do we just want to get the key? What do you think we should do? I think at this point, retrieving the key should be our primary object- objective but we can return it back and see if there's anything else below us. I just like throw pebbles into the <laughs> giant pit like I'm a bored teenager. So there's lots of clattering. Fool of a toque. 
Certainly there have never been tales of this going badly. So, I just uh, keep throwing rocks. <laughs> Silent is wrapping up. Yeah. I think she has a um, like little pile of like papers that she just threw as she was drying. Like, okay. one was bad and this one was bad. And then finally she gets the like proper dimensions and everything. Um, and then as she wraps up if I can uh, get one visual moment I think she like turns back to the hallway and there's a moment where all the space stuff behind her like matches up with the like the cosmology uh, interface yeah yeah and then she steps out into the hallway and rejoins the others that's pretty awesome and I was the only one to see it, and I was like, wow, cool! <laughs> no one else saw that. Yeah. Story of my life. <laughs> what are those nerds doing? I'm teaching Emmerich how to, like, play some sort of hand, like, patty cake game now. <laughs> he hates it. I love it. As per normal. All right, once I see them, like, start to come into the room, I'm gonna scout up to where I see that there's a little bit of a hallway up here to the northeast and take a little peeky peek down there. Alright. As you look down the hallway uh, the hallway extends it's it's fairly short. It's only about um, probably 20 feet long and uh, it leads from uh, this chasm room into a shadowy room that's in um entranceway is full of bones piled so deep that they cover the floor and seem to stretch into the room beyond. I'm going to turn back to the group and be like, is a hallway full of death up above in front? So, you know, you guys want to go? I will, like, stay behind. I, I got your six. <laughs> I'll, uh, step into the hallway here and we'll detect evil down the hall. Uh, uh, Yeah. Yeah. So I'm detecting it too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a super evil hallway, guys. It's definitely evil. Hallway of doom. <laughs> is, is it one particular spot or is it just um, evil as far as the eye can see? Well, uh, well, is it say, just like a black light in a hotel room situation right I now? I wouldn't say as far as, <laughs> as far as the eye can see. I would just say, like, you know. You can see. There, there. Can you see? There's like a, a rectangle of evil. Um, it starts a, like a rhombus of evil. <laughs> so That's all the death. One here, one here, a corner here, and a corner here. Those four corners make like an area of 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 evil. It's quite, quite, quite a bit of evil. And is this just a hallway? What? What do you mean? Is it just a hallway? Like we can't see any. <laughs> Where the fuck else is, is it? it? Just a hallway, or is it? It's not a gazebo. <laughs> the fuck do you mean? Is it just a hallway? I'd be mean, like, are there any doors off? There's the fucking thing? bones in it. What the fuck do you mean? Is it just a hallway? Full of bones. <laughs> Full of bones. Like that. It covers the floor. Is are they literally piled higher than? Are they stacked up to the ceiling? 
no, he's been eating a lot of people. There's just enough of them that it obscures the floor. Um, the room is 20 feet wide, 30 feet long, with a low ceiling, only about nine foot high ceiling. It's a low ceiling. Um, the floor is covered in bones so thick that you can't see the floor, but um, you know, only adds probably about uh, a foot to the floor height. To the south of the room is a large stone statue of a cobra. Its hood opened, its mouth agape with stone fangs. In the fangs of the serpent rests a four-foot gnarled stick covered in iridescent runes that glitter like embers in the dark. So it's a ball pit full of dead things. Yeah, pretty much. It's a skull pit. It's like a ball pit of bone. It's the, it's the play place of hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a room, though, if you ask Maddie. It's just, just a fucking room. I'm going to come up uh, uh, in between the guys, and um, can I detect magic to see if there's anything magic in that room? Sure. There's magic here, right where? here. I was like, where? Where? Oh, the cobra is magic? The, cobra, the stick in the cobra's mouth is magical. Magic stick. Magic stick. Do I sense anything else magic? Um, yeah, right at, right around here, there's something in the bones. Now, the, where the cobra is, isn't that where Maddie was pinging the, the key earlier? Yes. Okay. Can I, uh, move up a little bit and, uh, check for traps as much as I'm able in a room full of bones? Sure, check it for traps. Like, I assume I'm, like, looking more at the walls <laughs> and the ceiling for something... I understand I can't... Yeah. The bones are trapped. It's all a trap. This whole room is a trap. It's just a big trap. 30. Uh, It does not appear to be trapped. I'm just going to look at them and be like, I I don't know what the fuck all this shit is. Just a bunch of... (laughs) I don't know. There's like magic over there, though. And I point to not the stick, but the other area that I was like getting magic right from. Right here, yeah. Yeah, I, I point that out to the rest of the group. I draw a little sheet for you. There you go. Hey guys, um, there's a big hole in this room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Silent, is, I, we've just met. I do not know you that well, but I'm just curious. Uh, it would be very helpful right now if you could fly. Are you able to fly? Nah. Okay. Can you fly? Can I fly? Yeah. Uh, no, not yet. Hmm. You should work on that. I will. Let's see. Do I have a fly skill? No. <laughs> I'm going to step. I'm. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just like, I don't know how to get in that room. <laughs> My fly is plus four. I don't know what that means. You I'm going to step fly. in. I'm stepping. I'm stepping. I'm going to step into the room. Just climb over the bones. Okay. So the bones are like crunching under your feet as you walk and you are in the room. These are all humanoid bones, by the way? Uh, No, not all of them. Okay. It's a mixture of humanoid and animal. Hmm. Somebody's been hungry. I Hmm. will follow him with my uh, scimitar and shield ready. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pulling out my falchion on this one. Keeping an eye on the... uh, the indicated other magical area. Yeah, I'm going to head towards that other magical area to see if it's a cool item or a trap. Okay, uh, throw me a perception check. Okay. Everybody. 33. 
Okay. 24. <gasps> Where am I? <laughs> Who are you? Who are you and what have you done? I rolled a one. I rolled in that one. You don't perceive a damn thing. You're just Who are like you again? crunchy bones. Who are this you guys? Okay, so let's see. With the current perception checks. Why is it loading the other page? Okay, so Maddie, you see it. Uh, M, you see it. And Vanessa, you see it. Okay, so hold on one second. I will show you what you see. So what you guys notice is in the bones, they are vipers. What is a lot of snakes? Yes, there are quite a few. So you guys kind of see like wrapped up in through the bones that there are um, six large vipers. And they're kind of starting to, I won't say wriggle, but they're starting to like draw up as if they are going to strike. Uh, and that would be initiative. 23. Damn, that's a good initiative. That is, that is a crit. All right, so you guys get an action, um, except for Plarion. So Silent, what's your move? Um, would I be able to get into that room? Yes. Okay. Do I... I've seen the snakes, right? Yeah, you could see... I mean, you see these two that are right here? Um, kind of mm. t- through the entrance, you can kind of see those guys. And you have a summation that there's probably more. Mm. Uh, I'm going to peek around Gratiella to see the snakes, and then uh, I think sounds like, that looks like uh, not my problem. <laughs> uh, I'm going to stand back, wait for you guys to do your thing. I like silently in my head. I'm just like, I knew I liked her. <laughs> All right, so silence not involved. Um, Maddie, what are you doing? What's Emmerich uh, up to? Emmerich bows his head in prayer for a quick moment. Kronos, please surround me with your healing energy and allow me to bring justice to these beasts. And I'm casting a second judgment. I uh, have fast healing uh, plus three per round, and I have a plus two to hit. Okay. That is it. That is all I'm doing. Okay. I like the second judgment showed up twice. <laughs> it's kind of fun. Ones. It's now it's now a third judgment. Yeah, uh Singleton, what are you up to, man? Uh I'm going to pop out my new fancy bow with my quick draw. Okay. And I'm gonna shoot two arrows at the red viper, the ones that I can see like right in front of me. Okay. Um pew pew. Twenty seven and twenty one. And those both kill them. Pew pew. Yeah, so those guys are dead. And then I'm gonna yell out, Are there more? Just not going to the room yet. That's my turn. So these these vipers are coming. Ooh, they coming. Alright. Let's get some viper on. Speaking is a free action, right? Yeah, speaking is a free action. So Emric. See. There are three vipers attacking you right now. Alright. First one's rolling to hit. Does an 11 hit? No. Second one, does a 12? No. Third one, does a... No, that's a 1. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. All of them miss. So they all kind of move through the bone, and they strike to try to hit you, and nothing happens. Plarion, you can... Uh, Plarion can now see them. So, ah, snakes! Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> 
fuck this shit. <laughs> okay, so there are more. So that would be uh, his turn, is the recognition that they're there. And uh, top of the order would be silent. What are you doing? You get those snakes, you guys. I, I'm a <laughs> not ranged fighter. I guess I could step up to like here and then poke that one in front of me. If you'd like to do that, by all means. Sure. I'll just sort of like reach around uh, Gratiela and like. You're gonna give me a reach around. You're gonna give her a reach around. I mean. Oh oh my. Oh, silent. We just met. Uh, Katana. (laughs) Eighteen and seventeen. Yeah, she cuts this thing into ribbons. I love that your attack just says deadly. Yeah. It's the effect on the weapon. I Katana when she sliced. Yeah. Katana. It's like when Kirk yells judo chop, except yeah. it's with a kata- katana. 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 Yeah. That sounds in character for her. It does, right? It's so good. I love it so much. Oh my god, that's awesome. Silent steps in, kills a snake, uh, takes five foot step out. Next up, I believe, is... I think it's Maddie. It's Emmerich, yeah. Maddie, what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to swing on this serpent that is right in front of me. Okay, roll the swing. 14 hits it. Uh, 20, well, yeah, you kill it. Jesus, that crit. I mean, it's like a puddle now. I've made a bone into puddles. Good job. All right. Um, next up would be Singleton. Uh, I'm going to... Now I'm going I'm to return the favor. I'm going to do a little reach around around silent here. <laughs> Pop into this room. Uh, and I'm going to fire two shots at the remaining two vipers. Okay. Roll it. I feel like Oof. they're dead. Damn. <laughs> Damn, that's a 36 Damn. Does a 36 hit? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. Does a 23 confirm the crit? Yeah, 23 Damn. does confirm the crit. Jesus, they're both gone. You actually got a stack overflow at the abyss. Sorry. <laughs> That's so crazy. All right. So she takes those two out. I killed those snakes and their babies and their grandbabies. And their babies, babies, and their babies, babies, babies. Um, Jim, what's Plarion doing? I'm going to move toward the statue as, to make a play for the stick. Okay. And tell the others to watch for more snakes. Okay. Am I close enough I can grab... Take a five foot step back. Okay. There you go. Nope. Five foot. There. There, right there. there. Okay. Let's get the key and get out of here. And as you say that. Oh, boy. Yeah, this is not going to be fun for you. Let me grab my other character sheet. I don't get an attack. Oh, it doesn't attack you. It just kind of comes out of folded space, but I'm about to explain that. Oh, great. Yes. Uh, a man-sized being seems to slip from between the space between spaces. And its body is rippling with dark colored energy. Um, it appears to be shaped like a human, but its neck and head resemble that of a, of a hooded viper. Um, it seems to move out of the statue, and uh, its feet crunch on the bone as it walks towards you. Uh, it has a... Uh, has like a weird uh, claw-like fingers 
Like two, it's a index finger and it's middle finger abnormally long. And uh, and looking at it, it looks a little non-Euclid, like it's uh, it's made of fractals. I'm, I imagine I'm detecting a lot of evil off this. Oh hell yeah! And you only took a five foot step, so if you want to take an attack, you can roll to hit this thing. Am I close enough to lay on hands? Yeah, sure, if you want. So I have to do what? A touch attack there? Yeah, you would have to hit its touch AC. Oh wow, yeah, you made it. Twenty-seven. That's a good roll. Wow, I wish I was playing Yossi. Damn, dude, five five or four fives. That's not bad at all. So that's uh, damn. You hit that dude tomorrow. Um, okay, so when your hand makes contact, like the like a cold chill runs up into your elbow. Actually hurts. It doesn't do physical damage, but it just feels really uncomfortable and, and like cold and numb. Um, but you do push the positive energy into this thing's body. And it does do a pretty substantial amount of damage, but um, just touching this thing, like making contact flesh to flesh, flesh to whatever it's made of, hurts you. Um, and it feels equally uh, corporeal and kind of like glass and kind of like pushing against hard smoke all at the same time. It's a very disoriented uh, like sensation just touching it. Pure concentrated evil. Um, so that was your move. And now it will go. So it is going to uh, roll to hit you. 32. Oh. That hits. Did it roll a 20? Yeah, it rolled a nat 20. That's why. Does the crit confirm? 24? 24, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Yes. Alright, so you are going to take, um, Jesus, 22 points of damage. Okay. You're, uh, you're gonna have to make a, uh, constitution check. It's not half my hit points. But no, I do anyway. Yeah, you're making okay. your strength train. Okay. Oh, no, so okay. Another three. Okay. Uh, well, you're gonna take three points of strength drain, so your strength is actually depleted for three points. Forever and ever? No, no, it's temporary. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. It feels like the the nature of where this entity is from is just sapping the living energy out of you, and it's making you weaker. Got it. And that would be its turn. Um, top of the order. Uh, silent. I'm gonna actually. I think I see that ghost, and silent says. All right, this is this is getting cool. Um, <laughs> she's going to challenge it. Okay, issue a challenge. Yeah, so she takes out her uh, katana and she points it at the thing, and she issues her challenge. Does it have to roll anything? No, um, it happens quite often in our other game. Okay. Yeah, you just issue your challenge. Cool. And then I'm going to try and attack it once I enter the room. So she takes that sidestep in there and swings. Can I do a versatile strike as well? Or a vital strike, rather? I think so. That's a 26 and a 27. A, I believe a 26 and a 27 will hit it. Neat. They will. They will indeed. 
So you're doing, um, Jesus, that's a lot of damage. Katana, Katana. <laughs> Katana, Katana. <laughs> the crit is not confirmed. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, close enough. So you're doing 24, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You slice into this thing, and it looks like bits of fractal kind of break off and turn into wispy vapor. Um, and that next would be Emric. Can I recognize this as an undead creature? Uh, it is not undead. First, I'm going to step over here. Why not? We'll give this a shot. We're going to try my monster lore and see if I can figure out what the hell this thing is. That is a one. Yeah, you, you don't know what this thing is. Looking at it confuses you even more. I'm going to switch out for my bow. And what the heck, we'll try a Bane Strike against an outsider? Do you have quick draw? I do. Okay. Neither of, the, neither of those. Okay. 20 doesn't hit. Uh, well, 20 hits right on the nose, yeah. Okay. Because I have a plus two from the judgment and a plus two from the... Ah, I see. Okay. So then, yeah, um, the 20 will hit. 14. 14 points. Alrighty. And that would bring it to Vanessa's turn. I'm nervous that we're clustered, so I'm going to... No, no, stay in a group. <laughs> I'm going to move over 5, 10, 15, like over here. No, no, come back. No. <laughs> Damn it. I don't like your tone, sir. <laughs> I'm going to do that. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take two shots at it, I guess. All right. It seems to be killing it. Uh, you rolled a one. <clears throat> the bowstring uh, unhooks, and you can't even take your second shot. That's some bullshit. Hey, man, you critically fumbled, not me. All right, that's my turn. <laughs> I look mad. I'm just, you're just angry. You're just staring at the bow, dejected. I just, I'm like, <sighs> so fix it. I fix it. I fix it. I mutter under my breath the whole time. It's <laughs> definitely Emmerich's fault that this happened. He hasn't been oiling your bow properly, so. <laughs> my magic bow that I just yeah. popped out of a bracelet. Right, exactly. Uh, so that's me again. This thing, uh, its fractals start to shimmer and kind of shake. And the air starts to, uh, to feel like oily almost. And it rolls a natural 20. As the air starts to kind of fill with like this oily, kind of um, viscous, kind of fluidy, humid feel. Uh, all the bones begin to start rattling all around you. And uh, the vibrations start to get really disorienting. And I need you all to make uh, a wisdom check. Or um, a will save right now. Uh, Ella is not. Clarion is not. And Silent is not. Okay, so you guys who don't make it, um, it looks as if where you are standing is uh, all the bones and everything that are in this room are actually like people that are chained up. Um, all of them are moving over top of each other. All of them are kind of writhing, um, screaming. Like the walls themselves seem to be like melting and disorienting and like changing around. The statue doesn't look like a cobra, it looks like a bull. Um, it, it, everything's just kind of shifting and moving and changing. And it's, it's just overwhelming so much that you are actually stunned and will not be able to take an action for a full round. 
Um, meanwhile, Emmerich seems to somehow see through all of this and is not phased. He's super not phased. Don't he's like, that. He's like, uh, not phased by anything. He's like, what the fuck's wrong with the rest of you? No, right? And the, uh, the fractured shade is actually going to take a strike on, um, silent. Is 22 hit? Uh, yes, but I'm going to try and parry it. You can't because you're Oh, I can. Done. Oh, okay. So you're going to take, um, two points of negative energy and one point of strength drain automatic. Oh, okay. Um, I had a temporary plus one to my strength. Okay, so you have... Go away? Yeah, that has gone. Okay. So I took two points of damage? Yeah. Okay. And uh, that would be its turn. Top of the order, Emmerich. I don't like this one bit. I think you skipped me, but I'm stunned, so... Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm at the bottom of the order, but I'm stunned. So yeah, you. Matter. Yeah, that's. I was trying to look at the stun chart. I'm sorry, man. All right. Uh, so first, I'm gonna try and pop off two more bane shots with my longbow. Okay. Pop, pop. The twenty will hit. And the other one's a fourteen. That will miss. Am I? Okay, yeah, that's a D8. I'm just rolling really terribly. You really are rolling terribly. Your rolls are for shit, dude. Uh, so that's 10 from the bow. But then, instead of a move action, I'm going to use... I'm going to cast a spell for my eye. Okay. My emerald. What are you casting? Searing light? But that's going to be only... A, well, it's an 18 to hit with a ray. And that is a miss, sir. Yet. So the light burns into the wall and kind of melts a little bit of the wall, which fucks with your party even more in their disoriented state. Is that your turn action, sir? That is it. Alright. Um, my turn action then, because everybody's stunned for a round, is I am going to grab the stick that is in the, the shade reaches over and grabs the stick that is in the viper's mouth. No, we want that stick. It's out of the room. You don't see where it went. It is gone. And uh, we're out of initiative. Damn, we got the stick. We can't run after him? Oh, you can. You can run after him, but you don't know where... But wait a minute, is that the key? I mean, Emmerich, is, yeah, is that I, what you mean is the key? I was getting ready to ask if oh, I... Oh, I'm sorry. Vision. What? If I look through my key vision, was that... Am I still getting a ping from it? Uh, you are not. I can't see it anywhere. Oh, the key's right here. <laughs> oh. All right. <laughs> God damn it. Great. Uh, so yeah, I'll, first I'll check on uh, everybody, make sure they're okay. I mean, they're all... Uh, it's only around, which is like, okay. yeah, six seconds. So you guys are back and fine. Okay. It's just for, you know, for a couple of seconds, everything got real fucking dicey in your brain. I don't know what that creature took off with, but it was not the key we're looking for. Well, then, F it, F it. Let's get the key and get out of here. Yes, where is the key? I started, like, digging through where I sensed there was magic. Yeah, I go in for the key. 
Yeah, well, I mean, she finds it. It's pretty uh, easy. Yeah, it's uh, it's gold, and it has uh, like a diamond on the end of it, like a diamond shape. Um, and it's got two little blue bands around the heft of the key. I like, pick up the key and hand it to Emmy. I like dig around, make sure there's nothing else down there. No, it's just all bone. The sandstone floor. I'm super grossed out and then start like combing myself because now I feel dirty. Larion, do you still have the other, the ring with the other keys? Yes, I do. I'm just kind of holding out my hand. <laughs> out into the hallway and uh, is looking around for where that thing went. Yeah, uh, so do you have like any kind of tracking or anything like that? Um, let's see. I passed uh, Emmerich the key ring, by the way. Okay. Well, you can use survival to try to track. No. I'm lost. Hey, guys, there's a big hole in this room. (laughs) (laughs) Can I go investigate the cobra statue more thoroughly now that... Just see, like, is there anything special about it? Does it seem like a bigger version of the other ones we've been seeing, or...? Yeah, it does seem like a bigger version than the other ones you've been seeing. It seemed like it was made to hold that stick. Yes. It seems almost like it's a reliquary of some sort. Like it's a, like a diocese that would hold some sort of um, religious object. You know, there's a lot of uh, snake-based religions, uh, especially in the area, just because the animal is uh, so, you know, vipers are so prominent through the dune seas. But this is unlike anything you've seen before. It seems just different, out of place. The fact that it doesn't register on any, you know, it's not triggering anything almost seems odd to you, you know? It'd be like seeing a modified cross, not knowing what it meant. Yeah, exactly. Okay, if we've got the key, can I suggest we get out of here before more vipers come out of the skulls? Yes, I'm gonna go back into the hallway with Silent and try and help her track the thing. Okay. Is that a survival check, you said? Yes. 22. Um, It looks like this thing has gone uh, maybe up or maybe down. Like, there's a lot. I know that's kind of convoluted, but um, there is movement in the direction of the pit. And there is movement in the direction of the hallways that you guys have already come down. All right, I'm going to turn to the group and be like, hey, though, it seems like he could have gone into the pit. He could have gone back down the hallway. I don't know where he went. Do you not think we should get that stick? We got the key. That's what we came for. We don't even know what the stick is. I mean, we came for the key. We've got it. But it is very shiny. Okay. So is the blood coming out of the wound I took. <laughs> I agree with Clarion on this. We've achieved the goal we were looking for. It's time to cast a GTFO spell. Hmm. Part of me just really wants to jump in that pit, guys. <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to check down there. Uh, part of me just wants to jump in. I'm all out. I just used my last lay on hands to get, to get me up to like two thirds of my hit points. So. Yeah. Okay. If if it, if I see the group is looking ragged. Yeah, the group is looking hurt. All right. All right. Let's. Okay. 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 Let's get out of here. But 
Maybe we come back and see, because I feel like there is cool shit in there. One does not make a giant pit for no reason. We have the key back to this location. We can come back. Certainly we will tell Hans about what we have seen. Well, I hope you enjoyed this little sampler pack of our two uh, podcasts. They are usually released every weekend on um, oldmagicgaming.com, also available on soundcloud.com under the Old Magic Gaming page. Every week we put out a new episode of either one or the other campaign, usually alternating uh, from, you know, one week will be Great Old Ones, one week will be uh, Crown of Queens. And they're both really fun. Um, I'm I'm very happy and very blessed to be part of both of them. And uh, they both, both have very different flavors, as you can tell from these excerpts. Uh, I hope this is a good jumping on point for you. I hope you check out what we have going on. Go back and listen to our back catalog if you'd like to you know, know more of the story and more of where our characters have been. And again, check us out every week at oldmagicgaming.com.